911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Clint Walton. How are you? I'm good. In today's episode, I thought we could talk about a topic that is really not one that we talk about a lot, but it's one that we live and we experience almost every single day. And I've titled this episode, Sit Back and Observe, Not Everything Needs a Reaction. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, what's coming up for me right now, Clint, is thinking about how it is in the dynamics of a police department. And I can say this because I have lived with a rookie police officer, and I have also lived with somebody who has been a police officer now for almost 14 years, and getting to go out on ride-alongs and being friends with many officers and then working with as many first responders as I have, and not only within the company, but also in the Facebook group, and just communicating with first responders and armed service members in general, I see something very different in the contrast between somebody who is a rookie at these professions and somebody who is more of a veteran or a little bit more seasoned. Clint, I would consider you to be a little bit more seasoned. And I'm saying that because the level of sort of puppy-like aggressiveness has definitely shifted from when you first started in your career in law enforcement versus where things are right now. And I'm thinking back to a ride-along that I had gone out to, and this was probably two years or so ago, and I'm thinking about some of the younger officers and the de- the demeanor, demeanor of some of the older officers, ones who are higher in rank, and when a situation had taken place that was a little bit more high level, thinking about the verbalness and just the open communication and excitement of the younger officers versus the level of calm and the the sort of sense of um, safety, I guess, safety net is really the word that that's coming up that existed between the older officers. And I think this exists not only in law enforcement or first responder elements in general, but in every profession where you have, you have the two, the two variations, one that seems to feel the need to open up their mouth and, and bark at everything. And the other ones who are calmer and quiet and, you know, they've been there and done that already. So they create more of a sense of peace and calm in that environment. Yeah. And it's, and it's funny that you talk about this. I was just talking about this with a partner the other day and it's that, and I don't know when it happened or how it happened or where, but you, you have that dynamic shift of you're like, eh, I don't really care to go and yell at people or chirp at people or get into fights if I don't have to. Like, let's just try, let's try to see how we can approach this in a different way and resolve this without me having to utilize force to affect their arrest. Yeah. And, and something else to point out is, and again, regardless of profession type, when it comes to somebody who's already seasoned and when it comes to the individual who is sitting back and observing the one who is evidently more patient and calm, that is the type of person that I think is commanding the respect and the, the person that is silently taking over command of the entire situation because of their calmness, because they don't feel the need to interject their reaction or necessarily how they're feeling in that moment. And that is the person that I know that I would think of as the the sort of leader in the dynamics of those situations. Yeah. And I think it, it comes with a, with 
time is you don't have to go out and peacock anymore. You don't have to go and show all your feathers and show I'm boss and, and prove anything to anybody. And once you have that realization for yourself within your career, it's something that you're not having to go and, and really prove yourself to anybody. Plus you've been through these incidents so many times and I'm not saying I've been involved in absolutely anything and everything that you could ever think of, but your excitement wears off for it as well. So that excitement, that newness kind of wears off to where you're not as like, Oh, well, this is going to how be how it turns out, which I mean, 95% of the time I could tell you by just reading the call and kind of looking at the location of the city and how, how this call is going to resolve itself or how you're going to have to address these issues where the new officers, they don't know this. They, they have to learn that. And you see the seasoned officers, they not only stand back to allow the newer officers to step on their dicks. I mean, that, that's kind of the best way to say it is because that's how most people learn. But then you're there as that safety net to step in to say, hey, okay, now let's really sit down and figure this out without having to me say, you're wrong, I'm right. Yeah, and we can take the profession out of the equation for a second and we can think about how it is when you have a family gathering and you think about the elders within your family and just the sense of calm and reassurance that comes with knowing that they are so much more experienced and well-versed in most areas of life in comparison to you, perhaps, or your children, maybe. And so I think that's one of the great things to be able to identify. I know for Clint and I, I think throughout our entire marriage, we have always tended to be a couple who gravitates towards older people. And I think that we we have definitely been aged well beyond our years, both you and I have at a young age, I think. And with that, as we became adults and then became a, a couple, a unit together, it's just something natural that has always taken place. Our friend circle tends to be older people. Um, people that we have traveled with tend to be older. When we're in an unfamiliar setting, it's very easy for you and I to gravitate towards the older people versus finding somebody who's maybe our own age. We, we really don't have a lot of friends who are our own age. And I think a lot of that, at least for me personally, is the understanding of I never want to be the smartest person in the room. And even if I know that I am going to be conversing with somebody who doesn't know anything about what I do for a profession, we have no shared um, business perspectives, let's say, I still know that I'm going to gain more value from sitting in a conversation with somebody who's older than me than I, and not to discredit anybody who's younger. There are certainly people that are younger than me that are smarter than me, but I just know as a general rule that by sitting with in that type of environment, I'm going to gain a lot more than I would if I chose to sit with somebody who was younger. Absolutely. And you, and you attract people that feel comfortable with you too. Like in, you use the example of traveling, like it's not like we're like, oh, those people are older. Let's go talk to Mm -hmm. them. It just, it always works out to where the older people come to us or, or we gravitate towards them. And, and that kind of mindset is like, I like their demeanor. I like what they're putting out there. And we want to be around that. We don't want to be around that. Well, let's go hit the club every night and go party. It, it, that's not us. That's not what we do. 
so we gravitate towards the other direction more so and and whatever you put out to the universe to attract towards you is what you're going going to receive yeah and we definitely both have a very similar calm demeanor about us and i think you and i for the most part it's very easy for people to feel comfortable gravitating towards being and, and that's the funny thing too like it's almost like people know what i do for a living when they come into my circle as a stranger because they are so forthcoming with their truths and i think that it's really rare and not to beat myself on the chest but it, it is really rare to find somebody that you can naturally open up to and kind of word vomit all the the things that you might have going on in your world as a way to create a bridge between being a stranger and then being somebody that you you know and you're comfortable with and because of that and because of my learned willingness and i want to say that again my learned willingness because i definitely i was not always this way my learned willingness to be able to hold space for somebody else and to not feel the need to to be the person to share every like all my shit you know like i have people for that then that is probably one of my greatest gifts I think that I'm able to give to the world to give to other people is to hold that space for them because most people don't have a confidant. Most people don't have somebody to, to confide in and to be able to share things with. And I think it's a really special trait that we can all learn how to be better with. And it is certainly something that I have put, you know, my everything into making sure that I am as good as I can be with that trait, that quality within myself, not only on a professional level, but then giving myself permission to carry that over on a personal level. When we're out in a public forum and that type of situation starts to take place, you know, I'm not like, oh, stop talking. Here's my business card. This is where my paid link is that you can schedule with me. You know, I I am authentic in showing up as the version of who I genuinely am. And I think that is one one aspect of who I am that I try to make sure is consistent, whether it's in my personal life or my professional life. And so that that is really one of the key takeaways, I think, for today's episode is to recognize the times in our life where we are barking up and it might be a little bit more more respectable, not only for ourselves, but for the people that we're around for us to just shut up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have certainly had times like that where I've, I've, uh, subliminally smacked myself in the face and like, Ashley, shut the fuck up and just listen kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that that takes place all of the time around us. I know we've all been in circles where we wish we could just say that to somebody who won't shut up, like, <laughs> you know? And it, and it's because people, I think, are so tied. And this is I, I use this all the time, but the dynamics of what's happening with technology and what's actually happening on a human level when it comes to these human interactions the two go hand in hand so much. And when we find ourselves in these silent moments of communicating our thoughts through our fingertips all of the time, it is a rare setting for us to be able to vocally start to share things. And so when we do, I get the excitement behind it. I get us wanting to just be the one that's the center of attention. We have so much built up and so much we want to say. And having that human connection is such a different experience when we're face to face with somebody than it is when we're just communicating online. So just some things for everybody to think about today. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us this morning, this evening, this afternoon, whenever it is that you're consuming this content. Know that I am so grateful that you are consuming this content. If you've gotten some value out of today's episode, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below, and know that we are sending you a long, tight hug from our home to yours.